Welcome to Bible Mysteries. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? You're listening to episode 147, The Coming False Messiah. Now here are your hosts, Scott and John. Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm Scott Mitchell. I'm John Potts, and this is the show that talks about things in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. You know, the probably the greatest secret the world doesn't want us to know is the coming Antichrist. Uh-huh. The, the denial of that, who he could be, that he even exists, all of that is going to be in our discussion today because we're calling our episode The Coming False Messiah. Okay. So yeah, this is probably the great mystery that the world is hiding from us right now. Yeah. Could be alive today for all we know. Could and, be. And I think likely is. We don't know this, but okay. there's a strong possibility. So we're going to dive into that today, John. Well, it's good because you can't hear about it in church. You're right? not. Nobody nobody wants to teach about this. It's like, are we afraid to scare people off? It's a real problem. The church people is to know burying this. its head in the sand yeah. today, and we're going to have to get... get um, some tough love to the Christian church today because, as we've said before, we're in the Laodicean age, yeah. and they're not doing the job, and the uh, wild olive branches are about to get cut off. So, of this, so this is a good podcast episode to to forward to your friends. Yeah, they hopefully. need to hear it. And even though we may not talk about the church's failure in particular, uh, we are hold we are what is holding him back. Yeah. And if we go out of the way, that's when he was, is going to appear. Yeah. So um, okay. it ties together. So before we dive in, I want to, as always, thank all of you for listening, sharing, and liking our videos, uh, You know, leaving your comments about the podcast mm-hmm. on Spotify, on Apple. Uh, but for the premium members, we thank you for subscribing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call them our seekers. And this episode today is brought to you by our seekers. And it's funny that it just so happened that in the order that these names appear, the first name starts with a D and the last name starts with a W in three separate individuals. <laughs> and the first one you're going to mention, mention here, Dutch W. Yeah. I, I know a Dutch that I've met through Karen, who's done an interview with us. Oh, I don't know if it's the same gentleman, but if it is... Could be. Thank you, Dutch. So Dutch. And if not, we still thank Dutch. Like whoever Dutch is, we thank you, Dutch W, Darren W, Daryl W. So three Ds okay. with a W. Different last names, by the way. Okay. And also Margaret S and Adrian L. So all became premium subscribers, I think, in February okay. of this year. So thank you guys for being a part of that. And don't forget to make sure if you do subscribe that you connect your account and take advantage of all the great bonus content that we have for you. So, John, the coming Messiah, the coming false False Messiah. Messiah. Okay. Yeah, the persecution and vilification of Christianity is growing stronger every day. Yes. There's been persecution of Christians all over the world since Christ. Sure. No doubt about it. And there's always been persecution even today in many parts of the world, but it's coming to the Western world. We, for the most part, have been immune through the liberties that we've had through a constitutional form of government, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's coming to the Western world at an ever-increasing pace. Mm-hmm. And that's because the stage must be set to eliminate the ones who believe in Christ. And that's why mm-hmm. we're going to be removed okay. in the rapture, to make way for the coming of the false messiah. Okay. So we're going to look into the false messiah today <laughs> and see what we can learn about it in Scripture. We're going to start in the book of Matthew chapter 24, where Jesus warns the very word, he uses the very word in verse 21. He says, For then shall be great tribulation. Now we're jumping ahead to the very time of tribulation when the Antichrist is going to make himself known. Okay. Then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. And that's why really the wrath is only going to last about three and a half years okay. or 42 months. Because if it was any longer, there would nobody that would survive. Wow. 
Verse 23, then if any man shall say unto you, lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets. And we last week looked at the false prophet of the beast yeah. and the beast yeah. himself. All right. Uh, or actually, we looked at that during Lying Wonders two weeks ago. And he says, insomuch they shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I've told you before. So it's like he's reminding them, I am warning you. Mm-hmm. I told you before it happens. So it's something important. Now, we're going to get into the word Christ there, but uh, and we'll break that down in a moment. But Christ is Messiah. Okay. Greek versus Hebrew. Okay. Okay. So we'll come back to that. Verse 26, wherefore, if they say unto you, behold, he is in the desert, meaning the false Messiah, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers. Believe it not. And interesting, he uses those terms in the desert, in the secret chambers. Yeah. Implying that's what they're going to say. What did we see when we talked about the talent of lead and the ephah that is go put on her base in Shinar? Yeah. Babylon. It's in a desert. Yeah. The secret chambers, you know. That sounds like the pyramids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, and maybe that's what they're going to rebuild, like the 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 Babylon, yeah. the the Tower of Babel. Yeah, which could have been very much so. So he says, "Believe it not; don't be deceived." And, and which implies they're going to. Um, it's almost making me think the Antichrist is going to claim to be from the aliens. Sure, you know, a hybrid, yeah. uh, whatever, and uh, is going to descend in a craft to Babylon. You yeah, know, maybe that's where he's going to have his big. Uh, introduction, like Trump walking the red carpet, you know. <laughs> He's going to announce his candidacy for king of the world. Verse 27, For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And what he's saying is, don't be deceived by the false Messiah, because when I come back, it's going to be like from east to west. Hmm. He's coming literally from the east to the west to Jerusalem. Okay. And he says, verse 28, for wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. And while that sounds like it's not related, what he's saying is, I'm coming back to, you know what, and take names. Yeah. And he's coming back with an army, and he's going to destroy them so completely, the birds are going to gather to feast on the remains. Hmm. That's what that means. And he calls it the Supper of the Great God in the book of Revelation. So he said there's going to be no confusing who the Messiah is. He's not going to be this soft-spoken guy that claims to be raised from the dead and has this advanced technology. I'm the one coming back with an army of angels. Yeah. Okay. Remember that he's going to show great signs and wonders. So that's what the false Messiah is going to use to deceive men into thinking he's some godlike person or God himself. Okay. Now, false Christ is the term Jesus uses here in Matthew 24. And it's the Greek word pseudo-Christos. And we know what pseudo means. That means false. Mm -hmm. And Christos is Christ or Messiah. It's the Greek word for the same Hebrew word, Messiah. And so pseudo-Christos is defined as one who falsely lays claim to the name and office of the Messiah. But it's literally anointed. Christ means anointed. So Hmm. when we think about a false Christ, Christ Christos is anointed. Jesus Christ is anointed king. He's the high priest. He's the son of God. Mm-hmm. He's a sacrifice. So he's all these things to fulfill our redemption. Well, there's another anointed king in Scripture. Okay. He's not a good guy. He's a bad guy. Okay. He's called the king of Tyrus. Let's go look at him. Hmm. He would be the one to claim to be the false Christ. So go to Ezekiel 28, and it starts to make sense. It starts to add up here who's behind this individual. Ezekiel 28, we'll start in verse 11. We've read this before, but this is for reminding. Verse 11 says, Moreover, the the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, which is Ezekiel, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus. Okay, that's all we know. He's some king from the country of Tyrus, which is in Lebanon. Okay. And or the city, rather, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou, king of Tyrus, thou sealest up the sum, full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. You've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. So he's not a man. No. 
He's not human. He's created being. Verse 14, thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. Anointed is Meshach, Messiah. Okay. Meshach. And I have set thee so. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. Now, as I've said before, I contend that this anointed cherub is Lucifer. Yeah. You know, some argue that he's not Lucifer, but I, I think that he is. And we'll talk about that in a moment. So we know the anointed cherub was a king who rebelled against the Lord. We know iniquity was found in him, and he was corrupted because of his beauty. Look in verse 16. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. That sounds like Satan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. So it is generally understood by theologians that this is the serpent or dragon that we know as Satan or the, the uh, adversary. He's also known as Lucifer. It's likely that Lucifer is the name of the anointed cherub and that maybe where his position or throne was was in Tyrus. Okay. The king of Tyrus was a title or at least a type of his office. But as we said a week or two ago in Isaiah 14, the only time the word Lucifer appears is in this verse. Now, some contend, and I respect, respectfully disagree with them. I have no contention with them. We just disagree. You know, I don't have any problem if they don't think this is true. But they think Lucifer is a mistranslation in the King James Bible because it only appears in the King James Bible. Okay. And they say it should be son of the morning. Um or in some versions, it's translated as morning star. And I have a problem with that okay. because the only morning star is Jesus Christ. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He is the morning, the bright and morning star. But I don't think it's a mistranslation. It is the only Bible that gives the name of the serpent. And I believe Lucifer is his name in verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which sits weak in the nations? It's, it's got to be that he is an emulator of Jesus if Jesus is the morning star. Yeah. You know, he's a son of the morning because he's a cherub. He's a creator. That's what angels were called, the sons of God, the morning stars. Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, but uh, he's, he's emulating Jesus. Verse 13, For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Now, we know he's going to be brought down. To me, that's the speaking. Those are the words that de that describe the, the, the actual original rebellion of Lucifer and his angels yeah. and how he ascended up. It's interesting that the chapter begins in Ezekiel 28. He's called the king of Tyrus. But that yeah. chapter in Ezekiel 28 begins with a reference to the prince of Tyrus, which would be the son of the king. So yeah. if Lucifer is the king of Tyrus, then the prince of Tyrus is the Antichrist. Okay. His huh. son of perdition, right? Yeah. Okay. So I believe that's why this is all describing there. He, uh, Lucifer believes his plan is to employ deception to make the world believe he's Christ. Yeah. He's the mm -hmm. false messiah, his son. He's going to use, he's going to operate through his son, the seed of the serpent. Okay. 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 So he wants to be God and only Christ himself ever made the claim that he is God. And his claim was legitimate. Look in John chapter yeah. 10. In John 10. We know that's what he claimed because the Pharisees tried to stone him for making this statement, which is ironic because they were of their father, the dragon. Yeah, that's and, right. And Jesus actually called them serpents. Yeah. You know? But in John chapter 10, verse 30, we read, Jesus says, I and my father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? By the way, no other person that is the central figure of a religion like Muhammad or Buddha or whoever, uh -huh. no other person ever claimed to be God. Okay. Only Jesus Christ did. Hmm. He said, I and my Father are one. They took up stones to stone him. Jesus answered, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. So that's what they understood him to say. Mm -hmm. 
So that's exactly what he was talking about. Uh, Jesus answered them, is it not written in your laws? I said, you are gods. If he called them gods, and he's talking to the stars, to the angels. He's quoting from Psalm 82, okay. I believe. And it was the fallen angels. Okay. You know, the ones that were supposed to be the watchers of humanity. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest because I said I am the Son of God? If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. So even these unbelieving Pharisees understood Jesus' claim to be God. It was not blasphemy, but the truth. There is only one begotten Son of God. Mm -hmm. But the false Messiah will lay claim to the title of Christ because he was once anointed as the cherub that covered hmm. okay. in Ezekiel 28. Now, go to 2 Thessalonians 2. We, we looked at this recently. We're going to look at it again because we're looking at a different perspective this time, John. But in 2 Thessalonians 2... Paul wrote that what the son of perdition is going to claim is the exact same thing that Lucifer claimed as the king of Tyrus okay. in the past in Isaiah chapter 14. So 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 3, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day, the day of Christ, shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Okay, that's Antichrist. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, hmm. or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's exactly what Lucifer did. Yeah. That's exactly what the Antichrist is going to do. Here we see the fulfillment of Lucifer's desire from Isaiah 14 through the son of perdition, his son, his seed. He's called a son because he's the seed of the serpent. Yeah. Back from Genesis 3. We'll go there. You can go there now, Genesis okay. 3, 15. Um, that's the pivotal passage of Scripture that all this is hinging upon. And a passage that religion, uh, Christianity, won't study today, won't focus on, won't pay any attention to. Satan always tries to emulate God through his titles and actions. Mm -hmm. yeah. So God has a son. The serpent has a son. Yeah. And we know this because of Genesis 3.15. And uh, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, he's saying to the serpent, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, the seed of the woman, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So Christ is the seed of the woman, yeah. woman being Israel. He comes to bruise the head of the serpent. The serpent is going to bruise the seed of the woman's heel, which mm -hmm. was the crucifixion, crucifixion of Christ. Yeah. But notice he said, I'll put in between, between the woman and thee and thy seed and her seed. Well, then the seed of the serpent is the son of perdition. Hmm. It's being overlooked by churches today that the serpent has a seed. It's such a pivotal verse of scripture, and yet it's so rarely taught about that I think it's what's creating this Laodicean age. They won't yeah. look into eschatology. They won't focus on the coming battle. They won't focus on preparing the church for persecution. Yeah. It's more about, you know, uh, being a good guy. Love and yeah. goody two shoes type stuff, which is not. You know, I, I said something critical about a political figure recently on social media, and a, and a person I know responded with a passage about judge not lest you be judged, which is always the leftist answer to anything, anytime okay. they try to point out sin. You yeah, know, yeah. But even the church today, that's what they focus on. Well, that didn't mean we can't point out sin for being sin. And it didn't mm -hmm. mean we couldn't warn people about going hell and burning eternally in a lake of fire. Yeah. Which Jesus did. So it's, it's ridiculous to say that we're only supposed to say sweet nothings to people. But I think the church has fallen to that woke PC mentality. Yeah. I mean, it's complacency, right? It is. But you talk to so many, and I think people are searching for the answers, though, or they want the answers. I talked to somebody recently that goes to the same church I go to in Austin. Yeah. And he said directly to me, he said, man, I just wish that once in a while they'd preach or teach about the book of Revelation. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you just never hear about it, you know? Or they, Genesis, for that matter. They think it's like, too divisive. Yeah. They they don't want to stop, and, and I hate to be critical, but they don't want to stop their cash flow. They're afraid they'll offend somebody yeah. and, they'll, and they'll cut short their donations. Yeah. 
if that's the kind of church we're going to, we have to ask ourselves, is that a church that's preaching the truth? Yeah. You know, and we have to ask ourselves, should we be supporting it? We should be supporting a ministry that is preaching the truth and feeding <laughs> your inner man so that you can be at yeah. a high, you know. I don't. I wouldn't say. I'm not to contradict you, but I wouldn't say they're not preaching the truth. Mm-hmm. They're just not preaching the whole truth. It's like, hey, let's just focus on this ninety percent and forget about this. I would consider part it's here. the same thing. Hmm. I would consider if you're holding back any truth, it's an error of omission. Hmm. You know. Okay. And I'm not trying to be critical. Again, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to point yeah. out a fact that if they're not, if they're, the gospel is being preached, praise God. Christ yeah. died for your sins, will bury and raised again. We Absolutely. want that to be preached. Yeah. But if you're not preparing the church for the coming spiritual warfare, and, and I know this because for years I didn't. Yeah. You know, I yeah. preached a theology that was true, but we never focused on the coming spiritual battle Yeah. or, or the current spiritual battle. And prophecy was like, that's not to us. That's for them. Yeah. And where do we ever get the idea that we shouldn't teach that? We were just as guilty as mm-hmm. the church as we criticized because we omitted yeah. important things, so I think I think it's an error of omission. I really do. It's That's my right. personal opinion. You don't have to. That's nobody has to agree with me. Yeah. So then, Scripture is telling us that the serpent or dragon is going to have a seed, and that seed or son will be the one making the claim to be the false messiah. Mm-hmm. So we now know that the false messiah is going, as Ryan Peterson pointed out, he's a nephilim. He believes he's going to be the literal seed of Satan, the fallen angel Satan, and a human woman. Mm-hmm. Whether it's through actual copulation or whether it's through genetic manipulation in a lab, through an abduction or something, yeah, which might be the explanation for the abduction phenomenon. Yeah, they're looking for something. They're, the red heifer. Yeah, the right woman. Yeah, <laughs> not not that she's a heifer, but but <laughs> but when you talk about the red heifer to be, but they're uh, looking for some yeah. genetic code or some makeup. Something. But, yeah. Yeah, something that has the right makeup that will allow for this individual to be born. And be a viable seed. Yeah. If he hasn't been born already. If he hasn't been born already. Mm. Revelation 13, verse 1. Here he is. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea. Now, notice that he's called a beast. Yeah. Okay. Because he's not human. Because he's not human. I contend, because there's even a reference in the book of Jude to brute beasts made to be destroyed. And, And when you read about them, they're clearly not human beings. Okay. So I think this is the reason he's called the beast is because... He is a beast. He's not a human. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's part human. He rises up out of the sea, the sea of humanity. So mm. he, he's part human. There, There's a human part. He comes from the population of humanity. Having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. He's not going to literally look like a dragon. He's it, that's, a, that's a type or picture of his political power. Yeah. But he is a picture of his father. Mm-hmm. Who is a dragon? Yeah. Right. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And we talk about he has a deadly wound that's healed. And in verse four, like we saw last week, who is able to make war with him? He's got advanced technology. So to me, Revelation 13 reveals the false Messiah as the beast. He rises up out of the sea, representing humanity. And this implies the beast will not be fully human, but part cherub, part fallen mm-hmm. angel. He's a Nephilim hybrid son of the dragon. He'll be powered by the dragon, given authority from the dragon. And as God the Father gave power to Jesus Christ to heal and perform miracles, the beast will also perform miracles to deceive, imitating Jesus Christ. Because you got to think there's got to be something that's going to change the paradigm of the world to believe that this guy is God. Yeah. That he's the Messiah, the one that, the twelfth Imam, Jesus the return, or whoever uh, any other religion is looking for. Is there anything to this second verse in the beast, which I saw was likened to a leopard, and his feet is the feet of a bear, and his mouth, the mouth of a lion? <clears throat> yeah. I've heard, or and you've, I'm sure you've heard this before as well, that that is, resent, or that is speaking to the seal of the king of England. Because that, when you look at the seal... Oh, of the yeah, king yeah, of yeah. England, that's exactly the picture. It has like and they're this, trying to try, turn. They're trying to well, Charles he, is the Antichrist. Yeah, or yeah. one king of Trump. his or one of his sons yeah. or something like that. But right. I, I've heard that theory before, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know how much. Well, yeah. I've heard it before, and I'm not saying it's not possible. But I think the animals are not representative of the flag of England. I think or the 
what is it called? The seal. Herald. What yeah, do they heraldry. call that? Yeah. Yeah, heraldry. Um, I think it's uh, a picture of the previous kingdoms of Babylon, Persia. Oh, that's right. You said Greece. that before. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and then Rome is the fourth beast, which is the dragon or the composite of the three. Okay. So it's it's really a picture of the Roman Empire. Okay. Now, by extension, from Rome falling apart came Europe, mm-hmm. Greece, UK. And so there, there's a connection because all these flags have dragons and eagles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. With, there, there's a connection there. But if the fourth beast, the dragon, you said that would be the Roman Empire, right? <clears throat> yeah, the fourth. Then, this is the fourth beast. Would the would the false prophet potentially be the Pope of the Roman Catholic Church? I don't think it necessarily has to be. It, it, anything's possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anything's possible. But as we've discussed before, it could be Noel, uh, Yuval, Noah Harari. Harari. Yeah. Yeah. Or a person that is advocating for humanity taking the mark of the beast. Yeah. AI. You yeah. Know, it's all got to tie in somehow. I, I, I think, if anything, the Pope uh, is part of this whole satanic system. The yeah. current pope, for yeah. sure. Yeah, you know, is is you know global warming religion. Yeah, yeah, all the that rewriting stuff. Yeah. the Ten Commandments, and, he, and he's for, a communist. Global, so, yeah, whatever they call that yeah. stuff. <laughs> so he he's complicit in all this. Yeah, know? but I don't think he is the false prophet necessarily. Hmm. It's possible though. So we know from verse okay. five, there was given unto him the beast a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. Three and a half years. Yeah. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. The beast will have such advanced power, like we discussed, probably technology, from fallen angels, that no one could make war with him but the Lord himself. That was verse 4, who's able to make war with the beast. He speaks blasphemies against the God of heaven. Mm -hmm. Just as Paul prophesied that he would in 2 Thessalonians 2, where we read, again, fulfilling Lucifer's rebellion from Isaiah 14. Yeah, okay. So it all is putting it all together. He's just trying to accomplish what he failed to do in the ancient battle of the king of Tyrus trying to usurp the throne of God mm-hmm. through his son. Okay. Through his seed, the false Messiah. Claiming to be God is a attribute of the fallen cherub. Yeah. You know, the serpent dragon. Go to verse 7. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints. And the saints in this case are going to be the remnant. You know, the the Israel that turns to God through the preaching of the 144,000. Mm-hmm. Maybe some Gentiles that help them out during that time. Uh, they'll see the signs and wonders performed by the two witnesses in Revelation 11. So that's how we have saints now. Because remember, the rapture took the church out of yeah. the way. Yeah. So these are saints that follow us. And to overcome them, to, to make war with them and overcome them. And power is given him over ki- all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of the life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. So the beast is going to deceive the entire world into worshiping him due to the power he wields. Which is given to him. Given to him. Yeah. So we have to ask <clears throat> what kind of paradigm shattering change will have to occur to cause the the disparate world religions which have been in, in opposition for centuries you know yeah to suddenly unify or unite in the worship of a single individual as god my prediction is some form of alien invasion from heaven we talked about it last week yeah and in this potential idea of the the moon bases you know maybe maybe it'll be the moon maybe something else but it's going to be an invasion from heaven that will unify the governments of the world. I also believe AI and genetic manipulation hmm. are going to be employed in the deception somehow. In order to withstand this attack, we need to take this mark. And maybe in conjunction with the rapture as well. Yeah, they, like you said, the they took them out of the rapture happens, way. and maybe I threw out some crazy idea. I was like, oh, they're being reprogrammed. No, I think that but, may be the explanation. But maybe, the, maybe they say, hey, those people got taken up and they're coming for the rest of you now. And then the Antichrist is going to say, but I've got a new weapon that will defend us from That's them. an interesting point. Like the ones were taken, it's, were taken by the enemy and they're coming back to take to, so, to get rid of you. Yeah. So and that's they, they you got, were justified in hating them. You were justified in They got rid of those hateful them. Christians yeah. that were always out there say, uh, spreading hate around, right? And yeah. now they're coming back for the rest of us. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, that's a good point. We could, we could, there's much that we're speculating on, but it does seem to match what scripture is saying. Yeah. There's more than one way it can play out, but we're, we're trying to stay true to that. So it's my guess that the beast will claim to be Christ from the stars. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, my father is from is a star person, you know. Mm-hmm. So they see it in hmm. me, okay. uh, and they're going to offer humanity the next phase of their evolution, which is transhumanism. We talked about yeah about this. That they'll be basically fulfilling. You shall be as gods, knowing good and evil from mm-hmm. Genesis three, and I think they're going to do this by taking his mark. They'll they'll evolve, if you will. You'll move to the next higher level, and yeah. it's the only way you're going to be able to yeah. fight what's coming. Homo Deus, right? Yeah. Man-God. We become gods. Yeah. Look in 2 Thessalonians again, chapter 2. We'll come back to Revelation 13, but we're just going to try to connect this together. Hold a, hold a finger in, in uh, Revelation 13 and go to 2 Thessalonians 2. Notice verse 6. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. And, and I do a whole thing on this on Unlock the Bible now, but I believe the church... When we're effective and we're doing the will of God and preaching the truth, we're holding back the revealing of the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. The fact that these signs and wonders are appearing indicates we're not doing our job. Yeah. And we're about to be removed because we're no longer any use. Hmm. We're, we're not useless eaters, as yeah. some That's... say, but we're not doing the job God put us here to do. Yeah. So if we're not preaching the cross, it's no longer going to hold back the Which revealing of the Antichrist. Which goes back to the point you made earlier yeah. about it. We're not preaching the entire yeah, gospel. Exactly. Because which, if, you're saying, prophecy, right? you're, if you're saying God loved you, mm-hmm. God loves you, Jesus loves you, but you're not telling people how to be saved, number one, and that if they reject that gift, they'll face the wrath of God, yeah. you're not telling them all the truth. Yeah. Hi, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider being a full-time subscriber. We are going to use these funds to expand the message and get the word out about what's in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know about. That's right, John. We appreciate you listening, but we'd love it if you'd subscribe. That way we can reach more people with the time we have left. So enjoy the rest of the podcast, but think about subscribing if the Lord puts it on your heart. To subscribe, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. Thanks. You know, and the Bible literally says some saved by fire. Uh, hmm. Some saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, excuse me. Yeah. Some saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. So hmm. it, it's it's about, sometimes you have to use strong words. Yeah. And we're just being, you know, beating around the bush, trying to be nice, trying to be sweet, yeah. and not telling people, you're facing an eternity in the lake of fire if you don't trust Christ. Wow. That's that's strong. Yeah. But that's what Christ said. When Paul preached to Felix, the Roman governor, he spoke of the judgment to come. It said Felix trembled. We're not making people tremble. Yeah. They used to. Men used to preach, and, and people screamed and held onto the pew for fear of falling off into hell. Yeah. I'm not saying they were preaching all the truth exactly right. Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, hey, that was effective preaching <laughs> if you had people crying out for God to right. save them. Yeah. It's a whole other world. results. Yeah. (laughs) So verse 7, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let it until he be taken out of the way. Do you ever think about that? If that's the rapture, Mm -hmm. and we are taken out of the way, we're in the way of something. Yeah. We're in the way of God's purpose. He's got 144,000 sealed Jews ready to preach to Israel and to restore them. We're not doing it. Hmm. They are. He's going to take us out of the way because we've become ineffective. Verse 8, And then shall that wicked be revealed. Here's the false Messiah. Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. And we've seen that. We're seeing that all through the heavens. It's going to be these things that are appearing right now. Yeah, It's, it's multiplying. It's growing. Verse 10, and with all deceivableness of unrighteous in them that perish. And why are they going to perish? Because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Does that sound like we're supposed to be sweet and kind and loving to show people, you know, Jesus loved you, but not offend them by telling them they might burn no. in hell? It, it sounds to me like we need to warn them. Verse 11, for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness we have a dire need to preach yeah. the lake of fire and hell so that people don't go there and therefore i think that churches today are pussyfooting around the truth they're preaching a little here and there 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, just get them on the ladder. You know, just get them in the church. You know, here's the music, and that's just yeah. to pull them in the church. Well, I get that. I understand, you know, a little, a little honey to gather the bees or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then when they get in there, you better tell them yeah. the truth. Don't drag it out. Don't just say, hey, we'll, we'll just teach them how to be loving, and let's focus on making sure they give first. <laughs> well, I had, I had heard that seminaries, people that go to seminary now, they don't even teach in seminaries anything about prophecy. They teach how to build churches. Yeah. And grow churches. And grow churches, and, yeah. but nothing about prophecy or the, the book of Revelation or anything. I can't tell you how many people write me, John, every week to say, do you know of a church in my area that preaches Bible? Because I'm going to this church, and they don't preach anything about this. Your yeah. your podcast is the first I've ever heard that's telling me these things, yeah. And, and, and I'm not the only one doing this, but you get the idea. Yeah, yeah. They're reaching out to me because they're finally hearing what they've been craving to be fed by the Spirit that's, of God, I mean, and their that, churches aren't feeding them. That was me, right? The very first time I came on the podcast, you're yeah. like, "Hey, tell me about yourself" or something like that, and I said, <laughs> "Look, I'm just going to church, but I'm kind of sitting there going." I don't know. I'm just hearing that I need to be a real good, feel good guy and yeah. and do good things. And I'm kind of going, I already got that message. I want to know what's coming up. What do all these things, crazy things going on in the world mean? Yeah. So I started listening to the podcast and I was like, holy cow, like this is making sense. So, some, so or at you, least I'm learning. Right? I agree. So you, you see that if we're just being real careful and real gentle and real woke and politically correct with Christians today, yeah. as Christians talking, preaching the gospel and just teaching the lovey-dovey stuff and not teaching what Christ said about the coming wrath, then the false messiah who's coming, if we're not warning about him, he's powered by the dragon or Satan. Mm-hmm. With all power and signs and lying wonders, well, he's going to amaze the world yeah. in such a way that only the elect or remnant of saints won't fall for it. Mm-hmm. Well, those are the ones that some of these people that are going to these churches aren't hearing this gospel properly, and they're not getting saved, but they're playing Christian. And yeah. if the rapture happens, they're not going out, hmm. and they're going to be left behind, as it were, and they're going to fall for the strong delusion. Yeah. So, yeah, I say that we need to get back to preaching hellfire and brimstone. God sent, well, if, if God sends the strong delusion that, so that the Christ-rejecting people who will willingly take the mark to be transformed as hybrid human angel beings, then they're no longer able to be saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. All The whole reason why he's called the Son of Man yeah, he came to redeem man. So back to Revelation thirteen. So I know I kind of got that, on the well, No, I was going to say that's a a big endorsement for the podcast. Start forwarding this yeah, to your friends, exactly, so they can listen to it on the way to work and at least hear. Because they might be man. very faithful church going people. They're just not hearing. But this. But they may not be hearing yeah. this, you know. Hmm. And and I I would contend that in any group of people, I don't care where you are, what church it is, what assembly you're in, within any group of people, there's a chance that there's a number in there that are lost. Oh, sure. And they're not admitting it. They're playing Christian. And I know this because I was one. Yeah. I was one years ago, you know, and I never saw the point where that I was a sinner in need of a Savior and I trusted Christ. Mm -hmm. I was claiming the stuff, but I never had that moment where it was personal to me. Mm -hmm. I have a Savior now, but at that time I was pretending, Hmm. you know. Wow. So in verse 13, verse 15, and he, this is back to the false prophet, he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. So here comes the persecution. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath the understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. And his number is 603 score and 6. So interesting that we say the number of the beast is a number of a man. Again, yeah. showing the combination hmm. of okay. hybrid things. The mark is likely the genetic alteration that's going to transform the DNA of a normal human being into a Nephilim hybrid like those of Genesis 6. I don't know if they're going to be giants as a result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they apparently will have what we would call superpowers. Mighty men, mighty men, yeah, yeah, Uh, and longevity beyond what is normal, which is exactly what these people that are in advocates of AI and genetic manipulation are saying. Transhumanism is they want to live forever, 
right? Mm-hmm. You, you talked about yeah. that, and that yeah. they want to uh, be free of all disease and all sickness and everything else. Sounds like a great thing, but only God said he would offer the tree of life to heal all sickness and disease. They don't want to come through Jesus Christ yeah. to get to God. They want the longevity without him. You know, they want the godlike status without him. So those who reject the mark and refuse to worship the beast are going to be hunted to extermination. They're going to be the saints that the beast makes war with. They're going to be persecuted to the death. Only by having the mark will people be able to opt into this financial system to buy and sell. And hence, that's the reason why Christ taught the disciples to sell everything you have. Hmm. He's not telling you to do that today because we're in this dispensation of grace. But they sold all their possessions because they expected to go through the tribulation, the Mm -hmm. time of Jacob's trouble. Look in Revelation 6. Now, this is where I contend that at some point, the paradigm shift is going to be so great that even the leaders of earth are going to realize that there is a God in heaven who is the creator, and they're going to fear his coming wrath. Okay. And so, like I I said uh, uh, a few weeks ago, I believe that this is going to be the thing that the Antichrist or the false messiah is going to step in and say, I've got the answer for you. Look in Revelation 6, verse 12. And I beheld uh, when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. We talked about the mystery of the moon last week. Mm -hmm. I think this sixth seal hasn't been opened yet, and maybe when it is, that's when this battle begins. Hmm. That's when this war in the heavens. Verse 13, the stars of heaven fell unto the earth. Uh, Even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she's shaken of a mighty wind. I see the, the, the angels cast out from Revelation 12 here. Yeah. Verse 14, And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. That's the earth turning upside down and reeling to and fro like a drunkard. Okay. I think there's an argument to be made, and we're going to have to do an episode about this. Uh, people talk about the younger Dryas and the flood of the past. I think yeah. there's evidence for two floods. Okay. And I think those who are predicting a third flood is coming uh, because they say this happens all the time. This is cyclical every 300,000 years or whatever, you know, for those that think that uh, since God said he would never destroy the earth again with the flood. I think there's evidence in Revelation that says the angels are going to hold back the four winds so that there won't be floods, but there's going to be fire. Yeah. In, In the coming wrath. But we do see islands and mountains moved out of their places. We see verse 15, and the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman, uh, and maybe mighty men, again, is these that take the mark. Yeah. And every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? They're going to know he's God. They're going to mm-hmm. know the Lamb is coming back. They're going to see the coming wrath of God. And it would appear to me that the false Messiah arrives to save the world from the wrath of the Lamb. He likely will claim that the Lord Jesus Christ is, in fact, the adversary. Okay. That he is a real extraterrestrial enemy, Jesus. And the beast will claim to be able to defeat him. So this is likely why the world says who is able to make war with him about the beast in Revelation 13, verse 4. Hmm. Because of a weapon or yeah. of a power that he's been given. Exactly, or that advanced technology. Yeah. So something will appear in the heavens called the sign of the Son of Man. We read this once in Luke, but go back to Matthew 24 to see it. But hold on to Revelation 2. We'll come back to Revelation in a moment. Matthew 24, verse 29. We read this, but I'm going to read it this time in Matthew 24. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken. Well, that matches what we just read in Revelation 6. Okay, yeah. That's why they're saying, hide us from the face of him. Verse 3, why do they say hide us from the face of them? Verse 30, rather. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. I think they're mourning because they're saying, hide us from the face of him. He's coming. He's coming. Yeah. That's the perfect stage. Something will appear in the heavens called the sign of the Son of Man. 
is it, I don't know what it's going to be. Hmm. Some sign is going to be there and the world will know that Jesus is returning. Like an approaching comet or an asteroid or something. Maybe that's what it's going to appear as. I don't know. And they're going to give their allegiance and liberty to the false Messiah for protection from God's wrath because they think, oh, he's got the technology. Who's able to make war with him? So just as the world surrendered their liberty to the pandemic recently, with the yeah. shutdowns and all that stuff. Now, do you think that people are, are going to think that it is Jesus Christ returning? It says they hide us from the face of the Lamb. Okay. Yeah. So so then there has to be such a lie told or such a delusion that people, like you've mentioned before a couple of weeks ago, that people believe that Christ is the evil one. Yes. Wow. That's the Man, deception. That is a flipping the script right there. Yeah. That is pulling off a big one. Lucifer, whose name means bearer of light. Yeah. That's the deception. I'm the light. I'm the true Christ. Yeah. I'm the Messiah. He's the bad guy. Look, he's coming back with an army. He's not about love. See this whole thing I'm talking about us pussyfooting around in the church yeah. today teaching love? They're preaching the Jesus of this guy, yeah. the false Messiah. The Jesus of Scripture is coming back with an army to make war. So then the, the world's going to go, oh, he's a mean. He's not a nice Jesus. I like the Jesus that was like, you know, in all those little cartoons. They're, they're, they're going to see the, the coming creator of heaven and earth, and they're going to go, I don't like this guy. He's mean. He, he's just not going to let me continue my, my lifestyle the way I want to be. Yeah. And therefore, they're going to fall for that deception. Hmm. Wow. The false Messiah. So, like I said, just as the world surrendered their liberty to the pandemic, which was a means test to see if they were ready, mm-hmm. the armies of the world are literally going to gather at Jerusalem to engage the Lord in battle because they're going to surrender their liberty and their allegiance to this false Messiah. Hmm. He's going to look like the sweet, lovey-dovey, nice little, you know, Ken, yeah. Ken and Barbie Jesus that unfortunately is being preached by the church. Revelation 14, things get so bad that for the first half of the week, seven years, you've got the two witnesses doing signs and wonders, mm-hmm. and the world hates them because they won't let it rain, and there's you know the signs of the plagues of Moses. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and they think that's bad. Wait till those things come down from the heavens with their, that army that we talked yeah. about where yeah. they don't break their ranks. And also for the first three and a half years, 144,000 were preaching to Israel. Mm-hmm. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He's coming back. So people are going to get saved during that time. And then they go out. I think there's a second rapture for them. Hmm. Uh, probably after Moses and Elijah they fled killed. into the wilderness. No, the ones they preach to flee. Okay. But these end up in heaven in Revelation 14. Okay. And they're not even yet done on the earth. Hmm. All right. So Moses and Elijah are going to be killed finally by the Antichrist. And then they're going to lay yeah. dead for three days. And then they're going to rise on their feet and be caught up to God. Okay. I believe that's probably when the 144,000 go up with them. Because God's hmm. done preaching through men to the earth at that point. Yeah. From that point forward, did you know that the only preaching being done on the earth is going to be by angels? No, I had no idea. Take a look. Revelation hmm. 14. Look at verse 6. And I saw, uh, by the way, verses 1 through 5 show the 144,000 in heaven with the Lord. They're gone. They're off the face of the earth now. They had a job to do on the earth. Now they're gone. Verse 6, and I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. And what is the everlasting gospel? Verse 7, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him. For the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him that made heaven and earth, and the sea and the fountains of waters. Hmm. So an angel is literally flying through the heavens, maybe in a big craft with a big megaphone. I don't know how he's going to do that. And they're saying, he's not the enemy. He's God. He created heaven and earth. Watch verse 8. They're following another angel saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. That great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. So we're going to see the destruction of Babylon in the next few chapters, but we're not going to talk about it today. Verse 9, and the third angel followed them. So there's three angels giving warnings as they fly through the heavens, Mm -hmm. saying with a loud voice, if any man worship the beast 
and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand. The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. And you have to assume that this warning is going to be preached before men take the mark. I was just about to ask you that because I was going, why are they even preaching don't worship when they've already taken the mark? This is before they do. So if this, look at the wording of that and ask yourself, are the modern Christian churches preaching this? No, no. This, This Jesus they're preaching is a hippie. Mm-hmm. He's a lovey-dovey hippie. He's not the the Christ that's coming back. Yeah. So I'm telling you, this false Messiah is everywhere, including the churches. Hmm. Well, this Lord is as a different Lord there. So prior to the Lord's return, and while the remnant are being persecuted, uh, you know, angels will preach to the world not to take the mark, not to worship the beast, and the, and that the wrath is coming. And that there's little time left for humanity that rejects Jesus Christ. And yet for all this, ministry. So this would be, I'm just trying to put together the timeline in my head. So this would be post-rapture. Yep. Pre the, uh, pre the Antichrist sitting on, on, in, on, sorry, in Jerusalem proclaiming that he is God. Let so me help be, you out. It'd be in that first three and a half years? Let me help you out. I, here's what I think. But the mark of the beast is happening. About to happen. Uh, or is it going on concurrently with this? Let me help All you right. out. All right, sorry. Rapture <laughs> happens. Okay. Seven years starts. Yeah. I don't know if it's immediate or not, but it starts after the rapture. We go okay. out because we're no earthly good. Okay. Because he's got 144,000 sealed Jews yeah. to preach his message, the kingdom of heaven. They preach for three and a half years. The two witnesses, probably Moses and Elijah, yeah. perform signs and wonders for three and a half years. Yeah. Antichrist comes into power and then... He rises from the dead somehow, I think, from the deadly wound. Yeah. And whatever it is, the technology, the AI, whatever makes him declare himself to be a god, he kills Moses and Elijah. Okay. The two witnesses. Then they rise up and they go up to God. I believe somewhere in that time, after he destroys them and the 144,000 go up too, he's going to claim victory. See, I got rid of these two that tormented the earth. Yeah. I've got the power to defeat this enemy that's coming. I'm God. I'm Messiah. That's when the image is set up. And that's when people start taking the mark. And, and, and while that's happening, these angels are flying through because the 144,000 yeah. are gone. And they're preaching. I don't care if it's for an hour, a day, a week. Mm-hmm. But they're preaching, don't take the mark. Fear God. And men take the mark. And they worship the dragon. Yeah. And they worship the beast. And when, hmm. when they do that... Uh, you know, they can't be saved. And the dragon turns his attention on persecuting the remnant that did believe. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that flee into the wilderness. They didn't go out. Gotcha. Okay, because they're going to be, they're waiting for the Lord to come back. Right? Ooh, so that's going to be a bad time to be here. Very bad time. Very bad time. And we're, the churches aren't preaching this, right? So go to Revelation 16. We'll try to wrap this up as quickly as we can. Verse 8. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun. And power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God, which had power over these plagues. And they repented not to give him glory. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seed of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness. And they gnawed their tongues for pain and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. Do you see the, the, the pattern here? They're blaspheming God. They're blaming mm. God for all their troubles. Yeah. And, and because he, they know it's him pouring his wrath out. But then the lie's already been told to him, to yeah. them, that he's the bad guy. Well, I, they've already taken the mark. Yeah. I think these have taken okay. the mark. Verse 12. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and the mouth of the beast and the mouth of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments lest he walk naked and they see his shame. The thief meaning Jesus. Mm-hmm. He comes as a thief. He's not a thief. Verse 16, And he gathered them together into a place 
called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. And everybody thinks the battle is Armageddon. Yeah. Armageddon is where they're gathered. Okay. The battle's Jerusalem. They're okay. marching. They're getting ready to go to Jerusalem. Hmm. So those who worship the false Messiah will blaspheme and curse the God of creation. They will willingly gather to battle their enemy. Mm-hmm. They gather in Armageddon uh, because God is behind the plagues and the gnawing of the tongues and the scorching and the wrath that's falling there. Uh, they, they hate him. All this is happening. So they gather in Armageddon, but they're going to Jerusalem or Babylon. Revelation 18.24 shows who Mystery Babylon really is. Without taking too long to go through that, it says, In her, Babylon, was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. He's talking about apostate Jerusalem. Okay. So we'll do a whole episode on that coming up soon. But go to Revelation 19 and let's see the final end of the false messiah. Revelation 19, verse 11, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. Jesus Christ is coming back to judge and make war. Hmm. He's not the sweet, lovey-dovey Jesus that yeah. the church is preaching. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And I do believe we're part of that. They used to preach, but we weren't. I think it's his angels, and it's us. Or it could be that the angels were already involved in the battle to cast the dragon and his angels out. But they might cast him out, then go back and gather us, and we all come back. Verse uh, 15, Out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. He's coming back with a government that is an absolute monarchy. Yeah. That's the only legit government, his. And on his vestry hath a a name, and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. So the true Messiah will return with his army of angels and saints, probably. The armies of the false Messiah or beast will engage in the battle at Jerusalem which is why the remnant are told to flee Judea. Okay. The beast armies will be incinerated in an instant. Because Paul said, the Lord shall destroy them destroy them with the brightness of his coming. They don't stand a chance. After all the genetic manipulation and AI and this and that yeah. and the other and technology, gone like that. So that when the entire earth will be burned up at that point, then... No, 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 no. That's it's been damaged heavily. Yeah, but yeah. no, he's destroying these armies in particular. Let, let me show you. Okay. Look in verse nineteen. When he returns, I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. Mm-hmm. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. I'm going to make the contention that this is going to be the beginning of the lake of fire. They're the first occupants of it, and they go in alive. Hmm. They don't die. But look at verse 21. And the remnant of the armies were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth. Do you remember when Jesus said, where the the carcass is, the eagles shall be gathered? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here it is. And all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Wow. He's talking about when he literally destroys those armies in an instant. You know, he says the Lord shall destroy them with the brightness of his coming, that they're going to be absolutely destroyed, and then the eagles are going to come and pick their bones. Hmm. And two end up in the lake of fire immediately. The beast, yeah. the false, false messiah, prophet. and yeah. the false prophet. Now go to Revelation 20, verse 1. Oh, yeah, I, I meant to mention that it's the end of the beast and the false prophet, but it's not the end of the dragon. Yeah. 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 So in 20, we see verse 1, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon. I, now, think about it. This is an angel that grabs the anointed cherub grabs and wraps him in a chain. Can yeah. you imagine what this guy must be like? <laughs> He's pretty bad dude. He's a bad dude. <laughs> he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that he must be loosed a little season. 
So the last thing that happens is the dragon who empowered the false prophet will be bound with a chain for a thousand years in the bottomless pit. And this is the thousand-year reign of Christ. Yeah. We're going to see a foretaste of the new heaven and the new earth, but it's not the new heaven and the new earth. It's a rebuilding and a restoration, and people will start to um, be healed through Christ's power and things like that. There'll be no more war. Uh, the lamb will lay down with the lion. There's mm-hmm. going to be It's going to be a wonderful time, but there's still going to be men that don't want to believe on Jesus during that time. During the thousand years? Yeah. They will not believe. They will not accept the truth. And at the end of the thousand years, Satan is loosed one final time for a final insurrection of mankind. He's going to gather together another army after a perfect government of peace on earth, proving that man, even without Satan around, will desire to go his own way and rebel against the God of creation. Hmm. And the moment he's loosed, he gathers together this army, which it says is as the sand of the sea, because there's going to be billions of people again in that thousand years. And they're living upwards of a thousand years. So it's all going to happen again? Nope. It's going to be one final battle. I I contend that every year they go up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles and they camp around Jerusalem. Uh And after a thousand years, when he's loosed out of the prison, there's nations that don't want to go. And every time that they refuse to go, God sends a curse on them. No rain. And then after if they won't go for no rain, he causes them to melt. Uh-huh. Skin off their flesh yeah, like yeah. Indiana Jones. Yeah. You know, Raiders of the Lost Ark. More foreshadowing from Hollywood. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And so uh, you've got so many millions or billions that don't want to believe on him because they're tired of it. They don't want him to reign over them. And when Lucifer reappears after he's loosed, he's going to promise the same thing again. Follow me. We'll overthrow him. And they, they mount an insurrection against Jerusalem. They surround the camp. And just before they even begin to attack, God rains down fire from heaven and he burns up the earth. And then we go on to the final judgment and a new heaven and a new earth. Hmm. Okay, so that's what I was getting at yeah. when I asked about the earth being burned up. Yeah. So as, as Christians that are raptured out of this world and then return for, you said potentially return for that final battle though. Yeah. As a sealed Christian, right, you can't be deceived again. No. During that second time when Lucifer is released. Oh, no, we'll be in resurrected bodies. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll be resurrected. We'll be reigning. Uh, you were faithful over little. Be thou ruler over ten cities. You know, yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. It's going to be filled. We'll be the ones that are reigning over Gentile nations to make sure they go keep the Feast of Tabernacles, in my opinion. Hmm. Israel will be preaching the truth during the thousand-year reign of Christ. They'll be a kingdom of priests that they were always meant to be. And it's that message that they're preaching. The law goes out forth from Zion. I guess my one another question I have, though, is where do these people come from? Because if you have the Christians that have been raptured away, mm-hmm. and then everyone else is destroyed in a battle. They're not all destroyed. The armies are destroyed. I'm still not making that clear. Ah. There's humans that aren't in the army. Okay. There's humans that don't make them take the mark of the beast. There's the, the ones that hide in the wilderness. There's the Gentile nations that are gathered in Matthew 25 that he says, you, if you did it unto one of the least of my brethren, you did it unto me. Come, you enter into the kingdom. Okay. So there's going to be Gentiles that are going to be preached to, and they're physical human beings. They didn't take the mark. Okay. They can procreate. They can have children, and they will. And they're going to be able to eat of those trees that grow along the river that flows out of the and temple. Those will be the people that repopulate during the thousand-year yes. reign. And then Satan will be released one more time. And yes, then, wow, exactly. Holy cow, yeah. I never knew any of that. Yeah, they're living on the earth. So we haven't gotten even into it. We've never done a, a, I've done a little bit of this, but we need to do an episode about the millennial reign of Christ. Yeah. I think a lot of people have a lot of questions about that. The most common one that I hear all the time is what you just mentioned at the end, Satan Satan being released for a season. Yeah. And people are like, why is this? And, you know. Because during the thousand years, Israel is preaching to the world, believe on Jesus Christ, and they're not going to do it. Many will, and they're the camp of the saints. Okay. But the ones who don't, join the final insurrection. Yeah, so that will be a good episode. That's going to be a great episode. You're right. We'll make that a, a, a priority. Well, John, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. Well, thank you for (laughs) being a part of this. And thank you guys for listening and be a part of it, too. Uh, Be sure to like and share uh, these uh, videos and the podcast. The video is really the adjunct to the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, The primary content is in the podcast apps. But we do provide as like a little bonus thing, uh, the videos uh, on YouTube so that you can... uh, share them just keep in mind that a video is not a podcast you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, the podcast is the audio but um, we want you to let people know about them and if this is the only way 
that we can get people's attention in the final days because as we discussed, the church is kind of not really doing. Yeah, so this needs to be forwarded yeah. to people, what friends, do, have yeah. questions. Sorry. Yeah, so there's coming a time when we're going to have to stand for the truth, and I believe the time is now. Yeah. So we better start making the stand and being bold for Christ's sake because we don't have much time left. So till next time, look up for our redemption draw off now. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing to our premium ad-free content at BibleMysteriesPodcast.com.